G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. What we do on a Thursday, we check in with Family Voice Australia. Greg Bondar is the Family Voice State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg Bondar, special welcome back to 2020. Oh, good morning, Neil. Delighted to be here again. Hey, Greg, let's start with latest developments in South Australia and uh, issues around abortion there. Uh, lots of different pushes that have been happening and uh, the latest ones upon us. Uh, what's happening in SA? Yeah, Neil, there's a lot happening in South Australia and the, and the rest of the, uh, the country. But in South Australia, once again, government is now trying to push through um, an abortion bill, uh, making it legal uh, on request for you know up to 22 weeks uh, uh, for an abortion to be performed. Um, this is proposed legislation, but the problem we've got here is that, you know, um, it allows, it allows, you know, people wanting, well, in particular women wanting to have an abortion to just seek uh, an opinion from two medical doctors uh, and there is no gestational limit whatsoever. So this is really, really dangerous because, as you well know, Neil, the drug RU486 is also available for up to nine months, and uh, uh, and this is also called, you know, the so-called uh, up-to-birth abortion pill. So, so, so there's a lot ha- happening there. The other issue with South Australia is that there's no medical uh, opposition to this at the moment that we're aware of, and yet the uh, Christian Medical and Dental Fellowship Association uh, is on its website totally opposed to this sort of behaviour, you know, abortion. So we need to make sure that we can get the message across in South Australia that there is opposition. And once again, you know, the government is trying to pull the wool over our eyes and doing it very, very sort of by stealth, in my opinion. Interestingly, Uh, this idea of pulling the wool over our eyes, this is not new when it comes to abortion legislation. In fact... Just uh, just recently, as you'll know, there was an election in Queensland and there was mm-hmm. a report of one Labor MP who didn't know what the... This is a Labor MP, someone who's yeah. elected uh, and in the Labor Party, who did not know what his own party platform stood for when it comes to abortion. And, and when you've got this breakdown, you know, the idea of abortion mm-hmm. legal on request up to 22 weeks and six days, and, and people think, oh, that's what the abortion yeah. law is. And then you get this little addendum on the bottom. But, you know, yeah. if there's two medical doctors who sign off, one of them can be the abortionist. Well, it's really abortion up to birth. There's a yeah. deception that is there, and people are confused about that. Any thoughts there on the, on the confusion yeah. or the deception that's going on, Greg? Yeah, that, that is the issue, that a lot of people aren't really aware of what's being proposed. Even in New South Wales um, uh, last year, you know, what happened was we found out that there's an abortion legislation going through. And when was it announced, Neil? Over the weekend. Nobody had any chance to react to it. It was announced by the Greens MP, and uh, it was done by on TV rather than rather than by government announcement. So they are pulling the wool over our eyes. A lot of the people, including the actual politicians, Neil, do not understand the legislation they are 
voting on. I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean that they are so probably busy that they haven't had time and a lot of them do not read the legislation. And that's why these bills get through now. A little crack in the damn wall and Mm. that becomes a trickle and then the crack gets bigger and you've got a breach and then all of a sudden all of these uh, new laws, new legislation pouring through the damn wall and uh, all of these things contrary to what we would say is a firm and founded understanding of what the value of life is from our Mm. Christian point of view. And uh, it seems to be happening in states uh, all around Australia and uh, lots of stuff that uh, just seems like it's very, very hard to pull back on. Now, just uh, quickly on this uh, this legislation in South Australia, um, was there uh, some controversy around... Uh, the Liberal MP, uh, MLC, Michelle Lensink, who wanted the debate on this to happen on Remembrance Day. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. Yesterday, of course, was the 11th of the 11th, um, and this particular MLC suggested that the debate on abortion commence on Remembrance Day. Now, to me, that has no moral, ethical consideration whatsoever for those people that, that, that you would well know, Neil, that the freedoms we enjoy today in Australia is only a result of the sacrifices in the past made by others. Now, I know my brother served in Vietnam and, and, and a lot of, I know a lot of people who think granddads were in, in 1918 and whatever. There's no consideration. I don't know whether these politicians have any moral compass at all to, con- to, to say, hey, let's leave the debate for another day. Today is Remembrance Day. And yet, what do they do? They totally, totally ignore the majority of Australians on Remembrance Day. Let's turn our attention to Tasmania and Tasmanian listeners today. They'll be concerned. Uh, Parliament's Mm. looking to pass that bill to legalise voluntary assisted dying next year. What's the latest on that one, Greg? Yeah, here we go again now. We've got the euthanasia bill coming up. There's an independent MP down there. And uh, he's going to, uh, well, he's put forward already in the upper house, that it's been passed in the upper house, that voluntary assisted dying will go ahead. Uh, that now has to go to the lower house in the, in the Tasmanian parliament uh, before it becomes law. But, of course, it has to pass the lower house. But the surprising thing, Neil, is that not one of the Liberal MPs are opposing it, that we're aware of. And in point of in point of fact, a lot of the Liberal MPs are proposing that they go ahead with it. Now, I'm not saying Liberal, you're, 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 you're sort of uh, uh, anti-abortion, or but I'm saying this is a moral issue that we've got to look at again. It's a life issue. As I keep saying to people, we're not against abortion. We are pro-life. I want to keep saying that people say, oh, you're against everything. No, we're for pro-life. Pro, you know, in abortion, we're pro-life euthanasia we're pro-life and that's important that we get that message across but in Tasmania uh, the debate will now go on till March next year and we've got to make sure and we are contacting every uh, MP down there to get our message across please think about this before you go ahead and legalise voluntary assisted dying. Uh, always interesting too and listeners will appreciate so deeply that your organisation Family Voice Australia will be in contact with MPs but I know that you're constantly saying you want every Tasmanian listening to the conversation to be in touch with their MP because if it's just you it's just like brushing off one organisation but if there were thousands of uh, Tasmanians all making contact pretty hard to brush them all off together. 
And that is the message for today, Neil. Can I get all Tasmanians to look at the legislation? It's available on, on the T- Tasmanian parliamentary website. But not only that, make your voice heard. You know, the, the, one of the things that we tend to do is sometimes when we can't change legislation, Neil, we can certainly amend it, put provisions in there, put checks and balances in there to make sure that if these sort of, uh, uh, you know, legislation go go ahead that we have particular provisions that will make it uh, 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 easier to deal with so but but generally we're opposed to it and I urge every Tasmanian now to pick up a phone email or a letter and just let them know that before they vote hey this is another uh, strike uh, for the you know the people that are pro-life Hey, we've touched on South Australia, we've touched on Tasmania, a big issue looming for Victoria again, and that's around this issue of conversion therapy. Dan Andrews has brought forward the last sitting of the Victorian Parliament and the intention to introduce the conversion therapy legislation in this sitting. Uh, What's the update here, Greg? Neil, here we go again. I'm sorry that phrase is coming up all the time. Here we go again. Chairman Dan, and his well-known down there, has decided to to bring forward uh, uh, legislation to allow the introduction of conversion therapy, uh, which is, of course, a very dangerous bill uh, to be putting forward because it prohibits parents, teachers, psychologists, doctors uh, from counselling young people. And, in fact, the legislation, legislation will inflict criminal penalties on anyone trying to provide a care and support for, for these people that are really struggling with the questions associated with gender identity now. It's a real issue. And, and one of the things I want to point out quickly is that Morgan Research of 180,000 Australians between 2006 and 14 found that three quarters of those who identified as gay or lesbian now in their mid-20s, all of a sudden in their mid-50s, decided to identify as heterosexual. In other words, they wanted to convert back to what they originally were from birth. So this is interesting, and yet these sort of research are never made known when, when the debates go on in Parliament now. A lot of research doesn't come to light, and uh, you might wonder, you know, how uh, the research that is uh, reflecting these sorts of things that you talk about, Greg, actually gets missed and overlooked and mm. uh, set aside. Hey, I know that there is a symposium coming up because I was talking to the organisation called Cause just yesterday and they've got a Zoom symposium all about this legislation that's coming up in Victoria on the 21st of November. Uh, what What are your thoughts about what they're proposing? Yeah, look, this is really important because what two things they're doing here is one is they're going to put some real concrete evidence and information across to the people that listen to it. In particular, you know, what what is perceived to be conversion therapy and what it is today, they are two different things. Uh, secondly, they're, they're going to let religious leaders uh, know that what are the legal implications if the conversion law is passed by Dan Andrews. And, of course, the other thing is there are real issues, Neil, with children undergoing transgendering and and, and really, look, we've got to be loving, but, but hey, we've got to inform these kids. And uh, as we spoke some weeks ago, you know, some of these pro-conversion um, people are telling us that ch- children up to the age of 
you know, three years can make a decision. Well, to me, that's a load of nonsense now, you know. So we've got to be very careful, and if you can, try and make yourself available to... uh, uh, you know, link into the to, to the webinar. And look, I'll just give the website for that because uh, yeah. there are listeners who will have heard us talking about this and they'll say, oh, when was that Zoom symposium mm. on? Well, uh, just check in on the website freetochange.org. That's freetochange.org. That's coming up on the 21st of November. Hey, cut, let's not leave New South Wales out of uh, the picture here. Uh, some developments there. Zoe's Law in New South Wales. A lot of listeners might not be so familiar with that. What is all that about then, and what's the update here, Greg? Yeah, look, Neil, this is absolutely critical, and and, and it is a national issue, issue, even though it is in New South Wales. Um, as you know, some years back, you know, um, a lady called Brody uh, 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 Donegan, you know, was in a car accident. Yep. Um, what the result of that was that her her unborn child died, and the guy that committed the the accident, the other driver. Uh, got about seven months jail only. Now, the fact is that the courts didn't recognise the unborn child. So what happened was, and I remember working with Fred and I when I was with the Christian Democratic Party, that we have to have something to address this. And so we've got the Crimes Amendment Zoe's Law Bill of 2019. Now, Gladys Berejiklian undertook to make sure that the unborn will be protected. However, now, what they've done is they've put up this new bill, which is watered down and doesn't really address the issues that families are asking for, which is the death of their baby is not separately acknowledged. And we've got to make sure that, you know, if, if we're pro-life and we, and, we, and we as Christians say life begins at conception, Neil, we have to recognise that there is a child the mother is carrying. And we need to make sure that the law recognises that fact, uh, you know, in in the case of uh, uh, a death or, you know, uh, however it occurs. You know, there's some common sense things like that, which some people will shake their heads at, that legislators are completely ignoring. And for the idea of their ideological stance on the issue of abortion, trying not to say that the child in the mother's womb is even a person. Uh, That is really so disturbing, and we ought to be really concerned about that. Greg Bonda, always appreciate your insights, uh, bringing these sorts of things to the fore, uh, letting us know, keeping the profile of those issues before us, because they are important issues and they're being ramrodded through our parliaments and there needs to be action that people take. Now, let me point people to the Family Voice website because you have lots of articles and lots of resources there that can inform people on some of these types of issues. And there's also that inspiration that comes of how people can take action. As you say, there needs to be people in all of these states uh, being in touch with their MPs and letting them know what they feel about the legislation that's before them. So let me give the website. It's familyvoice.org.au. Familyvoice.org.au. Greg Bondar is the Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil, and God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.